Somebody get a doctor. I need a shot of medicine, baby. Clearly, I would never insult our guest. <laughs> Be a weird way to start. He walks in the door. Hey, fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bad Medicine Podcast, lucky number 13. Our special guest today is the king of Detroit. You've seen him on Last Comic Standing. You've seen him on Comedy Central. You've heard him on the Anthony Kumia show. Personally, one of the funniest guys I've ever seen live, Mr. Dave Landau. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right, thanks for uh, coming to the Bad Medicine Podcast. We hope that... Uh, you know, coming all the way up here to the sixth floor, uh, you know, we're trying to get the elevator uh, kind of sped up a little bit for our guests. I know it's kind I of... I went uh, stairs. Oh, you went, went stairs? stairs? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, get so that security cardio. was probably no Hansy. Hansy. They are. You had he's new. credentials? I had some credentials. I had the laminate badge you sent me, yeah, and they were uh, they were pretty serious about scanning it. Don't exactly. mind the eggplant that he put on there. He's just weird like that for <laughs> that, some reason. What about the one he rubbed against my thigh? Oh, that I don't know about. we oh, got to talk okay. about that later. you got to stop doing that to guests. <laughs> yeah, you, you know they don't Until like they that. tell me, stop. Did you want me to stop doing it? No. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he, he's, a mean, he's a little aggressive. He's a little aggressive. <laughs> He's very handsy. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask all the ladies of College Avenue. <laughs> That's good. It's a good time to be handsy in America <laughs> during the Me Too movement. Be aggressive. <laughs> I always thought that it said it meant uh, pound me too, but I guess that's a hashtag. No, so that's uh, new to yeah. me. No, it seems like it would be a sexual. It is a sexual thing, but it's uh, apparently it's bad sexual things. Oh, darn it. Weird. Well, you never stop learning. That's what's great about the Bad Medicine Podcast. You never stop learning. We bring the education. Mm-hmm, we do. So we know you. You're from Michigan. So how was the travel to Wisconsin? Well, I live in uh, New York, so I actually flew to Michigan because I'm staying there for uh, next week because our show's off. And then I uh, got in, then I drove the seven hours from Michigan, where it is spring, to here, where it's Christmas for some reason. <laughs> this weather is just the dumbest I've ever seen. It's always like this. Yeah, it's it's all my fault. I sold my snowmobiles and I bought a motorcycle, so I, I apologize. Did it's you? A, it's my fault. Yeah. What kind of motorcycle? Uh, Honda Africa Twin. Africa Twin? Yeah, the Adventure Sports model. I don't know what that is, but it sounds <laughs> cool. It is awesome. Yeah. See, he, he totally hooked me. I'm like, oh, this guy likes motorcycles, too. Hey, fuck these two who always give me shit about it. Hey, no, I've ridden mopeds. That's all. No, I mean, I would ride one. I'm, I'm scared, though. I had a cousin that got all fucked up on Kawasaki down uh, in the basement level. We, you can take it for a ride after the show. I'm going to probably not start on a crotch rocket. Is that what it is? <laughs> we yeah, it's like it the is. ones you lay on. No, I'd be too scared. Yeah. You should have seen me dave i tr- it was right here 10 feet almost biffed it i was like i'm good <laughs> don't yeah. understand how yeah. he didn't even didn't even accelerate he just <laughs> went he just went on the creep along and it's like well, you got to accelerate a little bit or you're gonna fall over yeah i'll rock a vespa i don't mind that <laughs> hey tom brady rocks a vespa Same? nothing wrong with that yeah so, so i would tom do that brady. i'm good on three wheels <laughs> three wheels and i'm good like a spider bike i don't even know what the official name is of that i feel I like you, you know. i feel like you're cheating though yeah <laughs> You no, know, it's like a tricycle. Yeah. It's just like yeah. training wheels. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would ride one for sure over a motorcycle, but I wouldn't be proud of myself yeah. for it. Well, Diamond Dave is really three years old. He needs those training wheels. My mentality is yes. This is true. There's nothing wrong with that. You stay safe. I'm trying, it keeps me young. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Exactly. <laughs> young at heart. I guess. So I got a question for you, Dave. How 
how long have you been coming to Appleton at the Skyline? Is this your first, like your second, third? Oh no, uh, I've been coming here for Jesus, um, thirteen years probably, uh, minus two years where I did the comedy quarter. So <laughs> nice. Those don't count. Well, we yeah. want to yeah, count them. Yeah, we want to count them. So hopefully, you know. We'll yeah. Count so back eleven years I've been coming here, and two years I went to the comedy quarter. Because uh, they booked a lot of rooms, and uh, Cliff was like, the owner was like, no, I get it, you can go over there, because, I don't know, he was always supportive of comedians, but I couldn't play both, and then the second I could do Skyline again, I did. Yeah, we've we've always heard from many of our comedic, you know, people that we like, they've always put over Skyline as being a great place, so we wanted to ask, you know, you about that, because it just seems like they all love coming to Appleton and all of knocking Skyline, because it seems like... The crowds are always hot and always there. Dude, it's one of the best clubs in the country. Cliff started it. It the audiences are always good. They're smart. They're they're they honestly are. It's such a good place. Um it's also artist friendly. Like they don't put on a lot of like hacky, shitty comics who just I don't know, just are mediocre and you know, like the comedy quarter did. <laughs> You're not gonna get Is- your fucking mootsies and <laughs> killer bees and shit so yeah you're gonna get actual comedians <laughs> is that maybe one reason why they close their doors yeah because you put on a bunch of well they put on southern road hacks and then they and fucking puppet shows and dirty grandmas and every stupid niche you can think of. i saw an adult hypnotist there yeah of course you did yeah <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we saw a girl's boobs, though. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So at least there was some nice thing about it. Yeah, you only had to sit through a hypnotist to see tits. <laughs> like, oh, he almost got me. He yeah. almost got me. Just waiting for the payoff. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you watched a hypnotist rape a girl magically. <laughs> hey, the only... the Well, I did see you there, so at least there was some benefit. Yeah, I, they always... They would use me because you have... To I, that's going to sound egotistical, but you have to make up for the crap and have some people come in that want to do real stand up, and that's when they would send in like Paul Hooper or you know certain comics that were were a little bit different than a niche, and a lot of that was niche. I did see Mick Foley there also. Yeah, niche though, and I love Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, that's that's going to fit the motif of a niche. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? But yeah, fan. yeah. But I love wrestling, yeah. so I would see. And Mick Foley also is a guy who does off nights. He doesn't steal comics weeks, so he'd do like a Wednesday or a Tuesday and bring we in his own audience. Sunday cool. night. Exactly. Yeah, he's a really good dude. So I'm going to kind of go back a little bit further now. Uh, what got you into comedy, and when? What? But what age did you start? Uh, 19, right after my fifth oh, year of high young. school. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I was a uh, I was a drug addict, and I uh, <laughs> I joined uh, Second City, which was uh, a theater where like uh, you know Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, yes. and uh, legendary, awesome. Place. Yeah, and I joined the Detroit chapter, where like at the time they just like Keegan Michael Key came out of there. Um, Larry Joe Campbell at the time was on According to Jim. John Candy opened it in 93. Oh, wow. So I joined that, and I started doing improv comedy and shows and writing sketch shows. And uh, my uh, then-girlfriend, now wife, and my friend Marty kind of talked me into doing stand-up comedy because I really liked writing and that sort of thing. And uh, so maybe about a year into that, when I was 20, I started doing stand-up. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, off early. Piggybacking off of that, you know – Obviously, you weren't like 
awesome right away. So how many times did you like fail before it, you started getting it, you know, like, you know, where it's like, damn, this didn't work. So then you had to tweak some things around before, like you started being a headliner around the nation. I was lucky. Like the first time I headlined was about seven months in and it was because I had wow. been writing for second city that I understood jokes, how to perform structure. on stage, structure, rhythm. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that I found my voice for 10 years and then my new voice a few years later, and now I have a different voice now, you know, so well, yeah, I, it, that's what I love about comedy is you can't master it. You're just growing and you're trying yep. to do your best and get your story out there and nobody's ever perfected it. And it's like anything else in life. Like it's always a growing process. Like you can learn something new about it every day or about yourself. So, I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, you're always doing well, but I think you can always do better no matter what you're doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. No, it does. Who are some of your influences? Like, I'm a huge fan of Steve Martin and Martin Short. Okay. I'll always watch those guys. Uh, mm -hmm. So who are some of your influences? Um, when I was young, that's two of them right there. Uh, but, I mean, acting-wise, John Candy, yep. Phenomenal. SNL, and then 90s SNL I was a huge fan of because that's when I was, like, a kid, and I loved Adam Sandler. And, you know, even his new special I loved. I thought it was brilliant. That and was actually really good. I saw Yeah, that. I didn't know what it would be, and it's really good. It's exactly... Better than his last 10 years of movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, because he went back to being why we liked him yeah, instead of just saying exactly. yes to every piece of shit. Oh, money? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, here, I made this in two weeks. Yeah. How, yeah. Many, how many movies do you want? Netflix? I'll do yeah, them yeah. all. I was just going to say, you can't really blame them when you, you, oh, hey, they're backing up a truck well, he, full of money. He yeah. just went on vacation with the studio's money. That's why if you look at him, they're always in like on a safari in Africa or in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, yeah, I like this script. Let's make it in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, okay. What, two or three movies in Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it's just vacation with the studio's money. But yeah. that's that's complete lack of respect for your audience. Yeah. You know, you're doing that for you. And, I, and I, I love him. Like, I love that he came back and he's doing stand-up again. And it's like you're seeing why he got where he got again. Yeah, because yeah. I used to love his live albums that he had. That Dude, he they're great. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing those in high school when he would do uh, – he did, like, the Toll Booth Willie bit. The, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the Priest bit he did. At a I, medium pace was on yeah, that yeah, album. Yeah, at a medium yeah, pace. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing all that. I was like, what the hell the is goat. this? Because, yeah, the you know, goat. Yeah, I mean, prior to that, like, I remember when we got – uh, HBO and they would have the the stand up comedy and I mean I remember watching everything from from Dice Clay to Bill Cosby mm -hmm. to you know obviously to Eddie Murphy you know and then like all the um, the Robin Williams type specials that they had I mean friggin Gallagher would be on there and I'm like ten years old whatever it was watching Gallagher freaking smash watermelons you know yeah. which is what he's known for but. His comedy leading up to it, I thought was brilliant yeah, too. It was, it was, was kind of like the whole uh, yeah. the play on the words and some of that other stuff. It was just really a great time. Yeah, at the time, yeah, it was. It was. I I, I never liked Gallagher much. Like I get the appeal though. Um, yeah. When I was young, like as far as stand up comedy went, I really loved Eddie Murphy, yep. and then yeah, that was uh, like the pinnacle. Yeah, Dangerfield. Um, my dad had introduced me to uh, Joan Rivers, Don Rickles, uh, Bill Cosby. Yep. Um, definitely Eddie Murphy, though. Um, Dice Clay, I thought was all right. Yeah, it's. I think you either I'm like him you or you that. don't with uh, with Dice. You know. Yeah, like he's connected things. to my show, and everybody knows him and stuff. But it yeah. was always just a character to me. I never yeah. found the personal vulnerability in it. And okay. uh, so, like, yeah, over time, like Greg Giraldo, um, a lot of people became. 
influences. But when I was young, it was uh, kind of like Eddie Murphy, Def Jam, Dave Chappelle was like my number one. Uh, a lot of a lot of black comedy shows on HBO, to be honest, were oh, yeah, my favorite. I remember watching Def Comedy Jam on HBO. I'd have you know a couple of buddies stay over, and uh, I forget what the lineup would be on HBO, but you'd have like maybe it was like SNL would be on, and then you'd click over to HBO and they'd have Def Jam on, and you're just like mind is blown. You know, you're <laughs> yeah, watching this it. stuff, and it's yeah. just totally insane. They'd start ripping on the crowd and everything, and oh and then, yeah, you know, their stand up bits alone were incredible. But yeah, that was well, that was good like times. mine was like uh, George Carlin. Oh, mine too, dude. Yeah, yeah there's and no then, doubt. Uh, yeah, that's then, you don't even need to say Carlin. Yeah. That's just a given. Yeah, and then Carlin uh, and Pryor are the uh, greatest ever. And my dad bought me Carlin Classic Gold when I was ten. <laughs> so amazing yeah i used to listen to that on tape over and over again until they then, broke then there was one that uh you really can't find much on him but as richard jenny richard was great i loved him as good catholic boy special on hbo yeah I, used, I watched that so many times like when i actually had an open mic night i stole one of his bits <laughs> oh, it well, went over it went over well i was like i was like the rest of it's probably not going to do well but i know this will work yeah and, when you watch those like terrible young comedian specials from the 80s like i was watching one that paul rodriguez hosted and it's just shit after shit <laughs> It's like Haywood Banks came out with a giant cardboard cut out of a hand, and he's like, give me a big hand. And you're like, fucking kill yourself. <laughs> and uh, nothing against him personally. But at the very end of it, um, Richard Jenny comes out, and it's Richard Jenny. Oh. It's as good. You know what I mean? Like He's just this different level of comedian then who knew how to do something different then. Yeah, he he had so many great bits in that special. So then going off of that, like, how long does it take you to like perfect a bit that you work on? Because like Ron White is known for his tater salad. Sure. And I actually, during the redneck craze of comedy, I bought a DVD and he does his tater salad story, but it's like from early on. And he's like talking like this about it. He's not just, he's not saying it nice and slow and letting it, let, you know, oh, you're talking about the, the old like laughing hyena yes. one, yes. and it's well, I was kicked out of a bar in Des Moines, not I was kicked out of a bar in New York. Yeah, it was something like that. Where yep. he, and yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Just, <laughs> he's just talking too fast. Yeah. Whereas then when it got big, he does it nice and slow. He lets it you know soak into the crowd. Like even with your comedy that I've seen, like you don't rush it. That was always the one thing I heard: don't rush it, don't talk too fast. It's pacing is everything, and that's something that I'll be on stage and be like, slow down, enunciate every word, have your pauses, you know, just like that. Have That allows people to focus. Yeah, it really draws them in. Yeah, when you're rushing, it's kind of a lack of confidence in what you're saying, or you're just trying to get to the end. You're not enjoying yeah, yourself. That makes sense. And I think that's why Ron took so long to break. I mean, other than... Because he had been open for Foxworthy for years. Yeah, he, I've seen but, old videos of him way back in the day. Oh, 80s he was wearing, television like, shows. Shit, yeah, he'd wear like a bolo tie on yeah. stage and shit. Yeah. But he was always a road guy. I mean, he's still a road guy. Yeah. He just is playing bigger venues, yeah. you know. And he's a genius, though, in my opinion. Like, mm -hmm. I love his comedy. So, I do also. But, yeah, I just wanted to, you know... So then, how long for you does it oh, take? Oh yeah, you to write a bit? I got I got turned <laughs> around. No, 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 no. Don't worry, we'll, um, we'll cut you off again too. <laughs> I guess uh, to me, a bit's never done. Honestly, you can always find something new in it. Rehatch old ones, add new tags. Um, sometimes you'll do a one-liner that works immediately, you know. But I don't think a bit's ever done. I, I like if I can go back to it and work on it, I will. Um, and now that I'm doing more storytelling about like addiction and stuff like that, 
uh, it takes a while because you forget things that happened or you want to add something that you, you know, so I just don't ever look at it as finished. Yeah, because like you have the Gotham City and the Comedy Central special, you both, you did on both of them, you're uh, bonging a fifth story. Yes. And like, yeah, in the, the Gotham City, you didn't say, you know, you know what happens when you bong a fifth besides become a legend. Yeah. You didn't have that in the Gotham City, but then you had it in your Comedy Central. And yeah. And it got a nice pop from the crowd. They they loved it. And, man, oh, it made me laugh because I was like, exactly. Well, and I got that because my friend told me, I was hanging out with my friend after a show, and he had gone to high school with me, and we were in Arizona, and this lady came up and was like, you didn't really bong a fifth. And he turned around and goes, no, this guy's a legend. I was there, and I was like, "What?" And then I thought about that, and I'm like, "That's so fucking cocky." I have to throw it in there. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's like just to call yourself a legend before you fucking pass out through a table. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I love that story. Yeah, that's how I got put in a mental hospital. So yeah, that was, and then a rehab for 30 days. Where the one thing I remember about the rehab was I have like big veins on my arms, so every heroin addict was just like. Staring at me like, oh, fucking. Oh, if I just had those. Yeah, like, oh, I wish I had your veins. My oh, he's, a, he's a gold mine. Yeah, I, it's like, all right. He's off. He's uh, off. Uh, can I have long sleeve shirts, please? Yeah, it was really awkward because it was a lot of heroin addicts that were just like, oh, yeah. Look at those beauty, beautiful blue veins. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, it, uh, the mental hospital stay and the rehab didn't stick, so. i'm going to kind of circle back with uh what andrew was just kind of previously asking uh with hecklers yeah um has that happened to you before i'm I'm assuming it uh like what kind of what do you normally do to like jump back over them and shut it like shut it down uh now i try to be a little friendly Joke around back, get them to the point that they're having fun, not try to embarrass them, you know? Because most of the time, it's not ill-willed. Mm-hmm. It's just people trying to uh, have fun or engage with you. If somebody yells something shitty, you know it, and then you can hit them hard. But for the most part, people aren't trying to... I mean, I hate them, don't get me wrong, but like... <laughs> He's not encouraging it, folks. No, but I think there's a way to handle it, because we've, every comic has had a meltdown when you shouldn't have or said something, you know, and somebody's just like, that's not funny. And you're like, you're a fucking cunt. And then it ends up being, yeah, like sort of. <laughs> gets, yeah, put your yeah. phone away, Andrew. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It gets recorded. And, uh, it just gets recorded. Yeah, there's a way where you don't go from zero to 100. Like by the time you call someone a cunt, like the crowd needs to be cheering you on for doing that. Yeah, you got to get them on your side. It has to be so uh, God, detrimental to the show, and they have to understand that it's, you know, something that required that to get them to stop. <laughs> For the most part, though, it, it doesn't bother me, but we've all been... Like, I, this one group of women heckled every comic that was on. This was a couple years ago at uh, Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids. Okay. And finally, I just started doing uh, an impression of the woman. Like, oh, I, like I'm a rich, white, entitled cunt. I don't have a job. I, I drive... <laughs> I drive a Range Rover. I, I have a Louis Vuitton purse. I don't respect hotel staff and anybody I deem underneath me. Oh. And I just did like a four-minute rant about what garbage they were, and then they got thrown out. Oh, that is beautiful. So the awesome. next and they were day, like, how does he know us so well? Yeah. Well, the next day, the husband came at me on Twitter. Oh, where the keyboard just, warrior. Yeah, where, yeah, the keyboard warrior. He's like, so you think it's cool to call women cunts? I'm like, no, I think it's cool to call your wife a cunt. <laughs> 
how to behave. And, and mind you, this was like this isn't something I say a lot on stage, but there were women in the front wearing Christmas sweaters in their sixties who were clapping as oh. I was doing. Like that's how much the crowd hated them, yep. you know. And uh, so I just went back and forth with him on Twitter, and he, he's of course like, "I'm going to be there tonight." I'm like, "Okay, show up. I'll be there." Like, I'm not hiding from you. My schedule is long. Yeah, it's, it's out, out there. there it's DaveLander.com. You know right where I'm going to be. <laughs> and times and everything. And then of course there's other you know trolls that are immediately like finding the address of this guy and like he oh. lives here and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. you know. But <laughs> I was just going to ask you about that because you know the whole age of social media where there yeah. is some. Good Good, but there's a lot more negative and yeah you, you googled s- me on youtube yeah exactly yeah where people make videos and it's yeah it's insane man so have you seen a lot on your even just in your general uh feed with some maybe even some, a lot of negativity no negativity uh yeah at times there's been a lot of negativity uh it just depends on when um people it's very weird like the way that i see the generation of trolls that do that i don't know what it's hard to explain. Like, I don't know what the source is. I don't know what broke them. I don't know what they're upset about. I think they're the nerds that got picked on in high school and then they didn't join Silicon Valley. (laughs) So they're just fat pieces of shit living at home. Like they have nothing. So they, uh, the level of obsession that's happened with me, because I mean, dude, I've had death threats. People take pictures of my kid, like stuff that is just, it's a, I, uh, Yeah, you know, just these, uh, and then you have podcasts that dedicate themselves to watching your show and like talking about you, and it's it's a very weird obsession. Like, it's not so much hate. It's I really think it's like a, a psycho psychotic sexual obsession to the point where it's it's not just hate or like you can think I suck all you want. I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me. It doesn't. What am I going to do? Quit because some yeah. nameless, faceless asshole has some opinion of me. <laughs> So, no, that that's not how I look at it. But there is a level of obsession, especially now being in radio, that I've never experienced before. Because these people, they so badly either want to be you, which is what I think it is. They're upset that yep, you have something they that want. Sure. Yeah, that they that's, attack they attack you. Yep. And for the most part... Um, the people who have seen me live or know me, and some people that hated me before that have turned around or gotten to know me who I really am, uh, very supportive. But yeah, I mean, dude, you get shit every day being a comic now. I mean, look at any comics feed, especially a, a famous one. Like you guys were saying, Amy Schumer, like I know, got like just buried, what was it, like a year ago oh, for, for some her, stuff? Yeah, her Netflix specials. Yeah. People were saying they're terrible and everything. Yeah, well, and she, yeah. you know, and, and I, I like Rogan. He's been on our show, and he mentioned on his show, which has a rabid fan base, these are jokes that may have been stolen. And same thing with Carlos Mencia. And, you know, yeah, once you start. Yeah, yeah. And, and once you start pointing out that they're not being original and they're taking yeah. stuff because they think they're fame is above uh i guess comedy or a work ethic yeah you're gonna get attacked i mean the the world is such a small place now and the internet is so prevalent it was already completely wrong to steal a joke and not put yourself out there a long time ago but now i don't get how you can do it and think nobody's gonna call you on that yeah how do you think you can get away with you know taking somebody's bit from even 10 15 years ago yeah it doesn't make sense yeah so it's like if you want to be a comic you have to be a comic you have to put in the work and that's what gets you the respect you can't just 
That's why now it seems like a lot more comics are doing like you the storytelling where they're telling stories of stuff that happened to them back in the day. Cause, yeah, well, it's, it's original. Like, you can steal yeah. that. You, you can't know? take it. That's yep. exactly right. You cannot take that story from me. And if you and that's a, that's why people are being more honest about uh, depression or home life or how they grew up or whatever it is that leads to their comedy is because yeah, you can't steal it. Because like you, you've been you know very forward with anything and everything that's happened in your life. Yes. I mean, we're currently sitting at a table with seven DUIs between us all, and it's <laughs> leaning heavily to one side. It is, yeah. With uh, this Dave side and myself. The, and table, the, other day, the, the table is tilting somewhat in your guys' direction. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a six-to-one teeter-totter. <laughs> <laughs> So like, see, should we like, compare stories and notes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that was the thing, you know. Like, when you're even with doing this podcast, what do you want to talk about? Well, I'm going to be forward about anything and everything that's happened to me, and you know, that's what you all throughout your comedy. That's what you've always done. Is why should I hide it? I mean, really, if you were hiding it, it's going to take some nerd just look you up and oh. Really? You're thinking this guy's funny? He's got all these arrests and all these... Well, and that's... It's an odd thing because then you start talking about that and it's like, liar. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, here's my mugshot. Yeah, exactly. Not making this shit up. It's, you know... That was the promotional poster was your mugshot. Yeah, it's my mugshot. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do tons of artwork off of it was of my 2009 mugshot because I look like I'm... I look like a fucking cartel drug mule. <laughs> I had like a bandito mustache and a fucking... Oh, I was going to say the mustache, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so dead inside. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, um, but it's interesting because that's... I've been able to help friends get sober. Like, I've even lost two fr- two friends to heroin in the last three weeks. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sorry. No, I mean, it's it's so common now, though. Yeah. And the reason why I do want to put my story out there is, and I've started doing rehabs and I don't charge like anything to do those really is because I want people to know that I'm there. There's other people that have gone through this, some sort of, I've met people in rehabs that are so fucking talented, but they've been living on the street. They have nothing. They have no hope. And it's like, all they need is to look at something that's different than just, hey, follow these steps and you'll be fine. Yeah, get that nudge. Yeah, and it's I like putting myself out there. So anytime that anybody wants to attack that, I find it interesting because if you were claiming that you were you've, that never happened to you, they'd go after you. Yeah. But then when you put your story out there, they want to go after you because they think that you hold it as cool, and it's the last thing that I do. Yeah, it, you know, it does seem like, and, and it's funny that you bring this up because I've been, I don't know if I just noticed it in the last couple of months or so, but it does seem like a lot of the comics that, you know, I've been watching or listening to or podcasts or whatever, they all definitely have a story of some kind of adversity that they went through. Like, yes. it, it seems very rarely do you find uh, a comic or, you know, even a musician or maybe even actors like, nah, you know, everything was pretty much fine. You know, had the, the suburb house, went to school, did this. Yeah, no, no problems. Everything was fine. That's seems really yeah the uh the the tortured artist is sort of a cliche so you wonder like who goes after it and that sort of thing but i do know a lot of comics and most of them i don't want to say come from good places but they've all had their own issues and look human beings we all have insecurity we all have doubt we all i mean we're all our own worst enemy like succeeding in your life has to do with getting out of your own way and i fight with that daily Um, So we all have those issues, and I think comics are just more honest about it now and how they feel about it. And whenever I see a comic who 
I don't know, is like way so confident in certain things they say, and it's never about them, it's about other people. Oh. It's no vulnerability, and I, I don't yeah. think that... Finger pointer. Yeah, but like comedy doesn't exist without vulnerability, I yeah. think. You know, I think that's yeah. a key to the success of it. Well, because like... Uh, Everybody wants to be liked, that's the reality. Because yeah. like, I liked Christopher Titus, too, and... Yeah, you he's know, great. He, was, he really went about that, and he even his... Uh, Norman Rockwell is, is bleeding. Oh, is yeah, yeah. Is possibly I biffed it as usual. No, you're fine, but it's it's one of the greatest one man shows ever. And that's what he says at the end. You know, thank God for comedy because you know because his mom committed suicide, and he even said that. And there's like yeah. maybe if she had a mic, she would be tearing down the house now, or she would have shot the front row. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it could have yeah, gone yeah. either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that that was his thing, and like I loved his show Titus, but it seemed like at the time it was too real. Because I mean, he won. oh, that show was brilliant. Yeah, Stacy Keach is his dad. It yeah. was an incredible show. They, they won an Emmy the third season and were canceled. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is weird how some shows work out like that. Where I, it, it's almost like they're ahead of their time and they're just not ready for it, it was. yet. And it was, it was way ahead of its time. Yeah. And now it might be too irreverent for this time. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, he was doing something that nobody was doing. And he's gone pretty political and some other stuff, but I really like his earlier stuff that yep. was very personal and the stuff that he's done that's about himself. Yeah, more that than, one and then uh, Love is Evil. I, it's those, great. Those, those are the best those, ones, those in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I really haven't watched them. That's because I was like, how can you get better than this? I mean, really. You know? Yeah, like, and I don't mind, you know, do what you want politically and whatever your opinions are. I'm just not that into it in the sense I'm not into politics. I'm not on the Trump train that's against him. I'm not for him. I'm not anything. You know, I'm very like, I think everything is stupid when it comes to politics. <laughs> well, there's so much of that out there already. Why be another well, voice I dilute in it that even pool? more? Yeah. Know? And it's not like I haven't heard Trump material. That's mind blowing. It's like, Oh yeah, he's a Cheeto. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, orange. It's the same okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the same. It, well, his it, wig. It, well, like Pat Oswald had a bit on that where he's like, you can write the best Trump joke and you think he got it good. And then the next day he does something even super. So I was like, well, that joke makes no sense anymore. Cause he just did something else. Yeah. So he's, like we we've poked fun on our show and stuff, which you know people consider to be like right wing, um, uh, but it's it's not, and we don't. I mean, we I just think everything's dumb. I think we're all living in a time that is ridiculous and it's ultra sensitive. Yeah, everything is sensitive, and yeah, I, well, well I, something I you, uh, you don't know what's real anymore. Yeah. We're, we're, we don't know what news mediums are real. We don't know what information is real. We don't know what's going on. Like, whatever the divide and conquer is that's going on, and I don't think that's a conspiracy, is really fucking with everybody. And then you talk about... People reference 1984 and Big Brother and all that stuff, where it's like, yeah, they didn't put chips in our in our hand in, into our wrists. They just made us buy phones. Yeah, like they sold house. us our tracking devices yep. and then addicted us to them. I just think everything now is. It's crazy. So to just point fingers at one guy and be like, it's his fault. <laughs> that's crazy. That's yeah, it's like it wasn't like this two years ago. It was completely different. Everything was fine two yeah. years ago. And then, yeah, it's No, it's Hillary ridiculous. is such a great person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, rapist husband. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
how much uranium are we going to sell to Russia? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, all those backhanded deals and yeah, but clearly oh, it didn't screwing over Bernie, who I was a Bernie guy, you yeah. know, and then yeah, people, was. yeah, then people wanted to vote for her. And I'm like, what? Didn't you see what happened? Yeah, that was the thing. A lot of the a lot of the Bernie supporters when you know Hillary got it, they're like, well. I'm going to get anybody but Hillary now because that's a lot. That's how I felt. Yeah. And I just, I think it's all just nonsense. Like, yeah, there's so much wrong that for us to all put it on this guy who I admit is a giant narcissist, but the only part about him is he's such a narcissist that I think he wants to do a good job. Well, and the way I look (laughs) at it is if, if everybody's against him in, in DC, that is for the most part, he must be the guy because I'll just, you know, I kind of, I wasn't into him right away, but then once everybody started to be against him, like, okay, maybe he's got something here. And then, I mean, I think it's pretty undeniable in two years, the guy was able to turn around in the economy that neither Bush nor Obama could do in 16. I agree. You know? Yeah. And, and, and to and look at it as, and he was a Democrat and yeah. then he ran on the Republican exactly. ticket. So exactly. So I find, I just, I like that it's shaking up everything. Yeah. And I like the idea that even when like Joe Biden's like, I'm going to run. And it's like, all right, here's you groping kids. Yeah, you've got way <laughs> too much material. Well, you know. George, well, George Bush Sr. used to do the joke, who's your favorite magician? Oh, David Copperfield. And he would grab their ass. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, that, that was like the Bill Burr bit. He's like, they're too old for their own good. I mean, they used to do stuff that was fine back in the 80s, but right. no, you can't do now. Yeah, when you could yeah. smoke in an office. Yes, yeah, smoke in an airport. Your secretary was seen and not heard unless she was taking an order. Yeah, yeah. like that's <laughs> it's a different world now. Well, and that is, you know, that is funny because I was just watching uh, the Grand Tour last night. And they were uh, they were doing a special on the Ford Cortina car that you know, it was a car that really, was really big in, in Britain. Well, anyways, uh, long story short, they were showing all the old uh, advertisements and magazine posters, and it's like you know, all these women from like the '60s and '70s, and you know they're in either uh, you know offices and they're you know they're all sexy with the short dress and the, the yeah. guys standing over them or they're standing they're posing on the car, and it's like yeah, that's that's how they used to sell cars you right know, b- before they were just trying to load them up with soccer balls and oh and, you know. dude we do that in our podcast where we show commercials from the 70s and 60s and one we do is called anison which is just caffeine and headache medicine <laughs> but this woman's making dinner and then the second the dad walks in the daughter just like basically runs away <laughs> and then the woman goes oh Get dressed for dinner. I have, we have the PTA meeting, and he loses his mind. He's like, he's like, I, Helen, I just got home. Give me a minute, and he's furious. And then, the, then he takes two pills of this, and like the family's at dinner, and he walks out all smiling, and he's like, oh, ah, we're gonna have dinner. I'm not gonna tune my wife up who was making, you know. And then. Uh, one that was tab soda in the 90s, and it's a guy at work just thinking about his, like, gorgeous, or in the 70s, this guy at work just thinking about his gorgeous wife who's, like, running in a field. And it's like, while your husband's at work, make sure you're at home keeping your figure. Tab soda. Oh. It's like you're drinking. Oh, God. All this sugar so you can run through a freaking yeah, yeah. run through a field. But it's just like, yeah, the, the weight that we put on women, I get why they're angry and hate us now. 
Oh, well, same with they, flight attendants. I mean, when you look yeah. at stewardesses at the yeah. time, it was just hot ass women. It was mm-hmm. like, come fly the friendly skies. Oh, back when they used to get you liquored up on your flight to Vegas where you were going to have a $4 steak thanks to the mob. Those yep. days are gone. Well, I, I gone. used to get yep. liquored up before the plane ride so I could just sleep. <laughs> yeah. Before I just before I would just run wild in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm no longer allowed there. Um <clears throat> so I wanted to get back to like uh when you were on last comic standing, I wanted to yeah. ask you about Smooth that experience, how that was. Yeah. Because, I mean, when we saw you perform, it was in front of Keenan Ivory Waynes, yes. Roseanne, and I, I can't remember. Russell Peters. Okay, yep. yeah. And, like, like you had Roseanne even, like, knee-slapping like we always do. So I wanted to ask you, like, how was that whole experience from start to finish? Um, it was great until Roseanne didn't get a joke and I was kicked off the show. Oh, great. <laughs> that- so I saw her laughing at one of your she bits. She loved me for the for a long time, yeah. Oh, so I wonder it- if she'll ever find out what it's like for people to not get a joke and be kicked off network television. Hmm. Oh, I wonder. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh. Look at that. that what, are you, what are you talking about? I don't about? know. I have no it's idea. weird to watch that go around. Uh, I can't around. wait to watch the Connors tonight. On <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which got renewed for season two. Oh, It'll pfft. never survive without her. Oh, oh, boy. So what was the bit that she didn't get? Um, I was doing a bit where I was talking about... I, I forgot how I got into it, but it was obviously much cleaner. And it was about tampon strings. <laughs> and all I said was... You got I, us already. Yeah, yeah and I, I, the, the punchline is I was walking by my wife, and I had never lived with a woman or seen that before. And I just walked by, and I was like, oh, good, you caught the mouse. <laughs> and the, the crowd was fucking crazy laughing. Keenan has his head down. <laughs> Russell's dying. And then Roseanne doesn't get it. So I'm like, it's like a rat tail. So I'm like gently teasing her the way comics would do. And the crowd's kind of like booing her for not getting it. And she's starting to get like a little pissed. And it was, it was just this weird moment where, and Keenan and Russell were laughing harder at the fact that she wasn't getting it. (laughs) And then when I was a favorite to win, I then was kicked off of the show. Like I was immediately eliminated, which oh, was just obviously uh, because of her. Was Vince McMahon writing the storyline on that one? <laughs> yeah. or what? So it was crazy, and like she was such a fan of mine, and I was a fan of hers until yeah. that moment where I just defended the joke, and I had a great set. So when they ended up airing it, they aired it um, kind of edited to make it look like I, it didn't go that well. Oh, yeah. they turn the volume down on the audience or um kind of yeah they like cut away from it and i got a hold of wanda sykes and paige horowitz who produce it and i said you know you guys promised it wouldn't be what this was and they didn't have final call they weren't happy with it either so they had nbc put the real set online okay which ended up pissing off a lot of fans because it showed that like that set ended up crushing <sighs> but i was then eliminated from the show yeah. because roseanne didn't get it so a so year dumb. later, they have me back. Well, it, it def- not to cut you off, but like no. it defeats the whole purpose of the show. Like you're supposed yeah. to go in and have who's best and who kills, it's, but yet they're still picking their favorites. It's a, or it looks that way. It's you about know? the audience and how yeah. much they love you, and if they're gonna turn the volume way down on a set that kills, it's yeah. Know. Yeah, I mean, it was beneficial because it was more um, memorable. Okay. You know, in that sense, where people remember, like, oh, he's the guy that got robbed and yeah, Roseanne so. kicked off is better than, like, that's the guy who shouldn't have won, like, the guy who won. <laughs> um, 
I like how subtle that was. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, nice little uppercut. <laughs> just slid that knife. But I came back a year later, and uh, it was it's like 48 hours after my son was born. And my wife was like, you can go, but it's they're probably just going to screw you. And I was like, probably, you know. So I went there, and I hadn't slept in days. My son had had jaundice, and uh, I flew in, and... I, I did my set, and it was Norm, Keenan, and Roseanne, and Keenan was like, I'm so glad you're back. And Norm goes, uh, you should be on that show, uh, Undateable, because that takes place in Detroit, <laughs> and you're from Detroit, and uh, those guys aren't funny, but you are. <laughs> and I was like, and that was Norm. on an NBC show, so it was great. And uh, then Roseanne just goes, you got funnier. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, there's no fucking way I'm going. Yeah. So I went and talked to the producers, and they're like, yeah, she's not going to budge. And I got sent back. They gave me a nice pay day, but I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was just like, don't air it. Like, there's no reason to air it or even right. pretend I was there. And the only reason why people knew I was on it was because you could see a couple clips where I was in the background. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> Other than that, though, it was just a waste of my time, and she obviously held a grudge for whatever reason. And I don't dislike her, but she's obviously a crazy person. Yeah, so, yeah. And when she did lose her series, I, uh, I do not agree with how she did, to be honest. But I'm not upset about it, because it's like, how you like that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, See, like, there's higher yeah. powers than you in this business. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was interesting, but I, I was happy to see her uh, get kicked off of her TV show. <laughs> but at the same time, I... That's Connors on ABC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember, it used to be called Roseanne. <laughs> um, and it's now called Connors, because her last name was Connor yeah, on didn't the they, show. And they, like, OD'd her or something? <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, they OD'd her on yeah, that what it was? Yeah. Uh, yeah. First nice? episode, just boom, immediately. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, gone. she's dead. <laughs> yeah. I always thought Tom Arnold was the funnier one of that half. <laughs> he was. <laughs> what kind of bitch takes the ice cube trays? That's, that my, a, that's my favorite line It's from a True great Lies. line, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His book's really good, too. I don't know if you've ever read it, but that's good. He's lost his he doesn't mind read now, it. but yeah. <laughs> Another guy I'm not somebody. illiterate. <laughs> He's looking for the book on tape. <laughs> well, that's. Um, I, I'm not sure how well this fits in here, but I wanted to ask you about it was, it seems like, uh, you know, comedians and stand-up comedians, uh, for, first and foremost, really do well in drama roles on mm-hmm. TV and movies, whether it's, you know, I mean, um, oh God, I'm, I'm spacing on his name. Um, he was in Spinal Tap, lead singer. Ah, oh, God, guy's hilarious. Oh, he's on Better Call Saul. Yeah, but on Better Call Saul. Yeah, you're talking about um, you're talking about Michael McKean. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Who's just fantastic on there and got his start, you know, in you know as comedy and. Well, I, yeah, I he was you know the half of Lenny and Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just I don't know. Did do you have any insight on why you think you know somebody who who will do so well in comedy can really transfer that into drama and, and do so well. Cause it seems like at least the, on the shows I'm seeing and the guys they're putting out there, I mean, stand up comedians are just friggin' killing it in so many acting roles. Well, uh, tragedy plus comedy equals time. And I mean, you have that sad clown element where a lot of characters, even in comedy, they're tragic. You know, it's why, uh, if you look at 
Steve Martin or Robin Williams, they could do, you know, he could be Mork and then also in one hour photo. Yeah. Oh, it's um, just be incredible. And yeah. I think it's because you can take that tragic element of a character and be funny initially because ever, most comic, comedy characters do have that tragic background to them. There's something about them. If you even look at any, like, Christopher Guest movie that you mentioned, Michael yeah. McKean, it's all these hugely flawed people. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just that you're able to do that where uh, actors who start in acting and aren't necessarily funny uh, can't exactly be funny. Like, you can't just figure out how to make your character hilarious that and you never sense. really, you know. So yeah. I think it just comes down to, yeah, the fact that a lot of comedic characters are tragic and it, it, dramatic, you know, is, is a bit different. Like, Tim Robbins has never made me crack up on screen, but then yeah. Tom Hanks has. Yep. No, that's a good point. Cause so... Yeah, and you hit on it with, uh, you know, with you know, like a guy like Robin Williams, where you're like, oh, this is like the the funny, nice guy you're always used to seeing, and then all of a sudden to do a left turn and take a role like one hour photo, you're, it really kind of freaks you out because you're used to seeing this guy one way, and he's so good at doing this this other character. It's yeah, crazy. he's he's tapping into the darker element yeah. of it, and that's what a lot of comedy is, and especially if you started in acting or in theater the way that like Michael McKean had, because I believe he's a second. City guy. I, think I could is, be yeah. wrong, but I think he was. But eventually, he was on SNL for a season yeah. um, and that stuff. So, um, Bob Odenkirk's another guy. I yeah, mean, look at him. Good. Like he's a guy who started entirely, comedic, right? yeah, comedic. Yep. Yeah. So, and then now he's on Better Call Saul, which is yeah, he's funny, but that's a, it's an immensely tragic character. Oh, for well, sure. Well, like yeah, they these two got me hooked into Breaking Bad, and it's I had brilliant. O- and I had only known Brian Cranston as Hal on you know Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle, and I'm like oh. Okay, this chuckle guy is because he's been on like Family Guy that I watch in American Dad. I'm like, oh yeah, he's really gonna be serious. And then I watch it, it's like you just watch him transfer through the whole series, and it's just amazing. And, I just saw know. him on Broadway uh, and Network. Yeah, I've heard and great things. It's about amazing, and it is fantastic because Network itself. I mean, it was really never a comedic character in the movie, but he breaks the fourth wall, goes in the audience, yeah. kind of messes with people, mm-hmm. and you see that he has that comedic element you know, with him. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because Vince Gilligan had him play uh, Walter White because he was on an episode of X-Files. And in that episode, they auditioned hundreds of people because they needed somebody who could be a horrible human being, but at the same time be really likable. And you almost cheered them on because of their vulnerability, which is a comic instinct. And they couldn't find anybody to play it. And finally they found him and they're like, this guy's amazing. Well, Vince Gilligan had never watched uh, Malcolm in the Middle or even heard of it. So when he wanted to get him on AMC, they were like, yeah, we're not bringing the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. You know, and and Vince Gilligan was like, no, we like, trust me, audition him. And he came in and they were blown away and we're like, okay, you're right. That's Walter White. So I think, yeah, his comedic instinct is another thing that drove him so well as Walter White. Yeah, now you have a guy like Vince Gilligan who, you know, where Breaking Bad didn't start, you know, super popular and then it really grew into something. Oh, yeah. And now that guy has the ability to pretty much do whatever he wants and any any network is going to give him, you know, the free reign to do whatever he wants. Or at least they should. Or at least they should, well, yeah. And everybody said no to that show. Everybody. Yeah. Until it finally AMC said, all right, well, we'll take a risk, you know, we'll take a chance. And it's arguably the best series ever yep. top five for me best yeah. final season yeah. of any show ever. yeah there was no yeah. letdown on that whatever the gas pedal was always 
to the floor. Yes. And that, and was, that was what Diamond Dave always said. He's like, watch every little thing in the show because they'll come back to it. And, yeah, they always yeah. did. And it was well, just cliffhanger, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and the details were yeah. just incredible. So well written. I mean, I don't want to make this a Breaking Bad uh, podcast <laughs> here, but yeah, I, I think you provide awesome insight into it because of what you do. That That's you know, for, the smallest details always made such a big difference that you miss in so many other shows they just don't do. And you're like, why don't you just take two seconds and do this? And then it would the entire show could be different. And it's that, fear. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm glad I binged it. I didn't have to get any cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I binged it too. I never watched it when it was on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and That's then, the way yeah, to do it. I ended up watching it with my wife and we didn't sleep for like a week because we tried to <laughs> sleep. And then we're like, oh man, I got to... I'll watch another episode. Yeah. That's how I was, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, i got to go to bed for work. and I'm, ah, I'll watch one. Yeah, more. I just got to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave would pop, Diamond Dave would pop in, oh, this one? Oh, watch for, oh, and then <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, or, he'll, or he does the classic, you'll really like this episode. Okay, so now it's going to be good. All right. I hope it's not a letdown. You just said it's going to be a Well, 10. unless it's the fly, they're all good. <laughs> really? You hated see, that one? See, I, I love that. I like that episode. It's not a bad episode, but it, it, it just, it just. <laughs> Which it's one like, is the fly? It's where they're in the super lab and Walter's trying to kill this fly. And it's just Jesse oh, and Walt. I think okay. it's it was made for meth heads. I really do, that <laughs> episode. But um, it's like The Sopranos. That's probably my favorite series ever as far yeah, as drama Sopranos series. Outstanding. But yeah, there's the dream episodes where he's in a coma and he's a salesman and you're like, I don't know I don't know what this is. Yeah. But <laughs> it was a throwaway episode. The writer's like, we're burnt on everything. It was yeah, just a uh, dream April. scenario. Now he's a salesman for some reason. Yeah. yeah, they were going back to more of the psychology that it was originally supposed to be. Right. And it's okay. like, no, we just want the hilarious mob show <laughs> yeah. that, it, that it became, you know. <laughs> I do want to kind of circle back to some of the, you know, the sensitivity of today. Yeah. For you, do you find it difficult, even though you said you do more origin stories, mm -hmm. even with jokes, do you find yourself kind of being like, maybe I shouldn't say this just in case, or do you not think of that and just go for it and apologize later? I don't apologize. Oh, even better. No, I, I don't, and I don't change something. I have no control over if you're going to be offended. I have no... I can only do what I do, and it's and your perfect, choice though. to react the way that you want. Um, Our sound guy just gave him the thumbs up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey over there, pop for it. <laughs> Any problem with security coming in? Were they good to you this week? Was it credentials right. were good? Yeah, I didn't good. get him a laminate. I, I was trying to fuck with him. Yeah, the way like the way with comedy, um, I I really don't apologize because I think it's. I think if you're going to say it, just say it. And comedy is comedy. Every, if it's under the guise of comedy, and it's, it's meant as a joke, and it's meant to be taken that way, I have no control over how you're going to take that. Like, comedy should base, be based on my intention, not your interpretation oh, and your reaction. Oh, yeah. What and, you really meant was this. Yeah. yeah. Well, when somebody yeah dissects what you've said or takes it out of context or <laughs> wants to say what you meant. And Which you're like, is no, the world we live in now. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything is that. Is you could literally context. say, no, I meant... To kick that chair. Well, what he really meant, though. He was yeah. pretending that chair was like a baby, so he wanted to yeah. kick a baby. He thought that chair was all black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just stupid. Yeah. So I don't, 
I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really look at that. Like, I just have to put out what I think is funny, and then that's it. I mean, it's it's up to you to to react how you're going to. But when when a comic apologizes for a joke, it doesn't make sense because if you look at Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they have been trying to get them to apologize for twenty something years, <laughs> oh, yeah. and all they do is they just don't. Mm -hmm. and then they get left alone. Because if you don't give those people what they want, they'll just move on to the next person. Yeah, and I, I'm really glad you touched on that because I think you see that with, uh, you know, businesses, uh, you know, whether it's restaurants or or, uh, or other people. Once you apologize, mm -hmm. then they know they got the, you. It's like McDonald's. The floodgates are open. Yeah, they yeah. went after McDonald's for not being healthy, and then all of a sudden they had to, they changed their entire uh, – and, the, God, there's probably been stand-up bits about this. I'm probably stealing it from somebody <laughs> without realizing it, but it's like, yeah, they started to change a little bit, and then they're like, oh, we fucking got these guys. Now we can just keep making them change. And you're, you're changing for people who don't even like you, who are never going to add to your bottom line. It's like – just don't. Just yeah, you went you to need a salad. Away. We need yeah. a salad at a fast food place. Yeah, you really? went to a really? burger and fry and shake place and demanded that it didn't serve, it didn't cater to you. It, it, people are the worst. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, if you don't want Not it, any of our listeners, you guys no, are you guys, the best. You guys unless you want McDonald's to have a salad because you're an asshole. <laughs> but they... <laughs> it just doesn't Love make it. any sense. Like... Yep. It's yeah, you're right though. They do that because they have to buckle their yeah. the, the problem with any comic or any business or anyone is this attempt to please everybody. Yes. And they have too many people in the office saying, Oh no, we have to do that, we have to do this, right. this is PC. It's like no, just Well, don't. because they're a business and they want to succeed, but it's like, well then who's picking and who's choosing who you cater to? Exactly. Yeah. And think about like the one comedian who came closest, I would say, ever to everybody liking him. I think it'd have to be Chappelle, right? No, think about it. Clean. Everybody oh, clean. liked him. Gaffigan? Oh, uh, Gaffigan? No. Really? Gosh. That is think a about stumper. Because, I mean, he swears like one, a Dave Coulier because he never swears. <laughs> think about it, though. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and then, whoops. And he's a sociopath and yeah. a rapist. <laughs> to give you an idea like that. Next week on the podcast, yeah. Bill Cosby yes. live from prison. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, it's that's the dude who was able to manipulate the public as much as possible. Yeah, I just completely owned them. And was, a, was hiding the worst thing imaginable. It's like, yeah. you can't please everybody. Please the people that want to come to see you. Every night, somebody's going to leave and become my fan, and somebody's right. going to leave and not like me. It's fine. You have every right not to be a, you know, it's, I just don't understand this idea of trying to appease. And especially these groups where do you think you're going to please any special interest group? Can you ever be like, and you're lying to yourself if you're like, no, I've always been woke uh, back in the, <laughs> Back in the 90s, all my friends were trans, totally yeah. normal, and I uh, never thought it was weird for a second. And I, yeah, no, I, I agree. There's 12 different genders. It's I, not just I was two. giving high fives to and, each one. Yeah, I've always thought, I've never made a gay joke, uh, yeah. or continue to. I, yeah, it's, it's an absurd notion that we're all being held to these standards, and you find out that everyone's still a hypocrite. Yeah, because yeah, if you apologize, you're just opening up the floodgates. Like, I even thought that Kevin Hart shouldn't have even Fuck no, said he shouldn't. Anything. He should have well, just yeah, been like, no. whatever, like, piss off. Oh, so, yeah. I don't, you know. He should have just said, uh, yeah, there's a lot of homophobia in the black community. There is. That's the truth. Look at it. 
Yeah. He goes, I was appeasing the, my people who are my fans 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're just quieter about it, but I assure you, <laughs> yeah. it's a guy from they Detroit. They look around first. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, black people aren't the best of gay people. It's just the truth. And nobody wants to, you know, you say that and it's like, oh, you're racist? No. It's just, listen to. It's the same as if you said rednecks with Confederate flags on their car don't like black people that much. It's just facts. <laughs> you know, it's not, so that's oh joey you popped him again (laughs) it's true though you know like it's we we just stop being so phony that's it like dude i make uh i have said gay racist horrible shit in my life for the sake of a laugh and at the time it was acceptable in the contents and context in which i said it because it was a joke yep and it works and it got a laugh that's what everybody loses sight on it's a joke it's not like you're up there this is what i'm really gonna do after i say what i'm gonna say well and what's equality equality does not mean that one group gets to be above everybody and not be made fun of equality means we all are the same asshole and we all get to make fun of each each other even like yep (laughs) and then people will hear this and be like whatever white man and and that's the whole new thing now, where it's with exactly you, in that South voice. Park yeah, yeah, for a minute. yeah, with your privilege and your, your <laughs> you've never had to work a day in your life. You've never heard, you've never known hardship. And well, like, that, oh, get me so. really from coffee. Detroit. Taking, well, yeah, dude. And taking it's like, the midnight train going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you, you take that bit? Yeah. Did you take that one way ticket to here? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Isn't like, it awesome how easy it is? I didn't even yeah. have to pay my mortgage this month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, whatever. It's cool. Well, you'd still be ahead of most of the people in the city. Eleven dollars. Yeah. Like I had to pull over. I was laughing so hard at that little. Bit. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, and that's honesty. Where there's just people have to be honest with who they are, and it doesn't mean you have to like. I don't hate anybody for or dislike somebody based on the fact that they're trans or gay or any like that's insane to me to dislike somebody for skin color. It doesn't make it's stupid. But if you're going to make a funny joke in a moment, then yeah. And it's like I don't agree that there's 48 genders. I believe there's two. But if you want to tell me you're a lady and me to call you Sarah, I will. It's fine. Yeah. I what what the hell do I care? You yeah, be whoever you want. It's your life. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. It's but, not mine. It's but yours. it's like don't be furious that I'm not lying to you and pretending that I've always yeah, felt like, a certain way. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it's, yeah, always. It's yeah, been... don't expect me to act a certain way or to, you know, approve or whatever. And it's all people wanting approval. It's funny you say that word. It's all people trying to get likes and acceptance in their own yeah. way by they find something that a whole bunch of people are against and then it becomes mob mentality where they stack up on somebody where yeah, everybody, it's just mass bullying. Yep. And then you're going to tell me you don't want bullying where it's like, that, but that's all you do. Yeah, it's the yeah. number one thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like right now that two comedians that I like the most and they don't adhere, they don't apologize is Bill Burr and then Tosh. They just they'll yeah, say whatever's on there. Apolo- like yeah. remember he had that huge like he did the rape joke scandal and like he's like, I've never addressed it because why? You know, he doesn't have to. And so it's died. It went away. And, exactly. and his show continued to be a massive success. Oh, exactly. And people that I know, like girls that I know, are like, why would you go to a Tosh show and then get upset at the context of what he's saying? Yeah, it's like you, you knew what you're going to see. Yeah, dude, you, know? you don't you know, you don't go and see metal and get pissed that it's not polka. Like yeah. <laughs> go to what you're a fan of. Yeah. So that kind of spins me, it ties in. Do you think, because we're all, Andrew and I at least, are huge fans of Jeff Ross. Yeah. And his roast, I think, are just genius. Oh, Do you think brilliant. with how 
it seems like they're kind of the Comedy Central may be kind of weaning off the roast because it seems like too many people are not cool with some of the heavy hits that come in with yeah, the punches. Yeah, I think Rob Lowe is great. I mean, oh. of all of them in recent, and he went just as hard at anybody. Like, oh, he went at Jeff Ross because you look like you have chemo that's cream-filled. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I love Rob Lowe. And he didn't let anybody say anything. He he went in there and was like, no, talk about the underage sex tape and all that oh. stuff. Like, And he he was one of the few that didn't take himself seriously, and I had a whole new respect for that mm-hmm. guy. And I already respected him. That's How cool many roasts have you been involved with? Like, have you ever done, like, the whole, like, where there's a... I did a couple, but okay. everyone I did was... People had all these, like, off-limit things, and oh. it was just lame. Yeah, and well, I don't... You don't really want to roast, then. You want to say you're doing one. I can roast that he's yeah. wearing a blue shirt tonight. Yay! Yeah, I don't think... Uh, yeah, I don't think that they're really... I don't know. It was, comics just did way too many of them for so long, yeah, and, and now down. the I think the Comedy Central ones got so grand and so over the top that I forgot what the last one was, but it was just uh, Bruce, was it Bruce Willis or yeah yeah it was awful. It, well, they used to do one good. every year, and then it seemed like I was like, "Where's the new one this year?" And they didn't have one, and then they had Bruce Willis last year. Right, who's humorless in and of himself, and <laughs> unless you see him on roast battle with uh, Jeff Ross and Dave Attell, was he good on that? He well, he let them say whatever, and then he he was drunk. So I think bumping that's why. mics. It was bumping mics. Oh, bumping, bumping mics. mics. Yeah, I with, gotta watch it then. But I mean, uh, from, yeah, it's four episodes. From on all Netflix. accounts, he's not a great dude. You can <laughs> you can you can use Diamond Dave's Netflix account. That's what. Uh, oh, I'll, that's I'll watch what, that. That's what we give all our guests. Thank on you. The yeah, podcast. Credentials are coming. I appreciate it. <laughs> so one thing we we kind of like to do too here on the podcast because everybody has them. Me, it's chewing for pet peeves. So what okay. are some pet peeves of Dave? Uh, just in general, anything, anything. It could, anything I know you've been on the road a lot, so you could be driving, uh, being in a restaurant, being here talking to Andrew, whatever. Yeah, it can't be anything we covered already because that was pretty much like an hour and a half of pet peeves. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But it's yeah. been great. But like, I, yeah, really, minuscule yeah. stuff. Yeah. Minus. Uh, God, I don't just know. Just an ordinary day, you know. Like your wife talking to you. That's a pet yeah. Peeve. <laughs> when she doesn't take a punch like a big girl. <laughs> um. Let me think. Oh, Joey <laughs> fell out of his chair. He's laughing so hard. I uh, sorry, blowing out the levels. Yeah. Um, God, I have, I'd have to think about it. I tend to be pretty forgiving with stuff. I would say uh, everybody who does a Facebook rant that's very transparent about how they dislike uh, some political, you know, it looks well, like they're signaling. Complete virtual signaling. Yeah. And yeah, I would definitely say, yeah, that's a good way to just put it into two words. Yeah. I despise that. Um, <laughs> I despise comics that go on stage and go, I know what you're thinking. It's like, <laughs> shut up and do your joke. <laughs> um, yeah, how about that? What do you find kind of annoying with a, a beginner comic, a, a pro comic? What are kind of some things that are like, like ugh, sideways or is like, hey, I was in your mall today. No, shut up pro and do Pro comics your joke. who constantly have to... <laughs> call themselves a headliner or remind you of where they're at is just so aggravating where it's just like yeah you know i'm a headliner and uh, yeah we call yeah the feature act you know just a fucking it's like no i get it dude you've been in it for 30 years like where else what other level should you be at um just the insecurity of that yeah the guy who's been in it too long he's not proud of where he's at and he takes it out on everybody but himself um 
I'm not going to try to get better. <laughs> yeah, and the new comics who are just, again, virtue signaling, and they're all very entitled. It doesn't require work. It doesn't require wanting to be better. Like, I don't see a desire uh, to actually want to be a great comic. I just, again, see a desire to want to be liked. And uh, to criticize other comics for their style, like, you shouldn't do that voice. It's offensive. Like, oh, okay, the... The Asian oh, yeah, I'll voice. Take that and put it in my yeah. pocket yeah. and save it for never. It's yeah, like, oh, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Appreciate the. It's like, oh, you're yeah. the judge. I didn't know. I'm glad I know who's right. Yeah. The rules no, I'm are. glad you're yeah. you're 20, and I I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, like, yeah, because uh, like they won't do college campus yeah, well, shows just, anymore. Yeah, I want to ask do, about do, that. No, exactly. I used to. I used to make a lot of money in them, especially when I was younger. But what am I going to say to college kids now? Like, <laughs> hey, you're all yeah, you're all terrible. Like this is, you're our future. Great. Like, I know Milo and Gavin and all these people that they protest and hate and picket, yeah. you know, because Milo, everybody hates because he Guy's said, hilarious. dude, he's great. And he's a nice dude. And he's like, dude, he got molested by a priest, was honest about it and just said, at the time I liked it. I didn't know any better. I was young and somebody was touching my dick and I didn't know how, you know. <laughs> And everybody's like, so you're saying that you're pro-pedophile. And it's like, really, Hollywood? Yeah, when all you've been doing is raping kids for the last 20, yeah, 30 you're, years? you're going to judge? Next yeah. week on the podcast, the ghost of Michael Jackson will be joining yeah, us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, yeah, that was a shock, right? Who knew? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that totally came out of left field. I know. He was pedophile? The guy with the teacups in his front yard? <laughs> The, the alarm Disneyland? system of bells and yeah. would, would tell people, I, no, I can't get a hotel for your parents. <laughs> I don't have enough pull to yeah, get the sorry. hotel. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Your fucking voice is just spot on. Oh, God. Dude, it's so dumb. Like <laughs> Joey, yeah. Joey might stop recording. He's laughing so hard. Yeah, it's just sort of, uh, it's just stupid, you know? So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of my pet peeves now we're just i hate how everybody's trying to tell everyone how to live and right. you're you're hearing it from people who have no idea how to live their own life or manage themselves there's no yeah. personal accountability um i think people need to take responsibility for themselves and even though i'm clearly one of them in my yoda shirt we have <laughs> no idea how to be men anymore and that's a real problem too this is a star trek building all right yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I like Star both. Trek too. <laughs> Did you guys see the my... new Star Wars trailer that came out yesterday? Oh, yeah, but dropped yesterday apparently. I didn't uh, see it. Let me guess. She's going to be able to do everything perfectly, and the guy will be a bumbling idiot. Did I about oh. cover it? Yeah. Well, you know how it is now. <laughs> well, you know. You know. Did you see Captain Marvel? No, yes. No. Dude, no, I when I found out a cat clawed Nick Fury's eye. Just, I hate it all. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I heard they can get infected, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I was kind of a loss for words for that. Yeah, yeah, the whole time. I was like, really? That was the. That's what happened. At to least was it Black Panther with like a claw? Ram? Or no, it was a regular cat. No, it was a cat that he was like, "Oh, you're so cute." Like he kept saying it, and you're like, "Why is Sam Jackson saying this?" You're a cute motherfucker. Yeah, that's what you should have been saying. <laughs> I'm sure. Say in the meow again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sick of these motherfucking cats yeah. in this that, motherfucking movie. That looks like some tasty uh. nip. <laughs> Oh, I shot the cat in the face. I didn't mean to. It hit a bump. (laughs) He was so much... You know, Nick Fury was so much better in Triple X, The Return of Sandra Cage, I gotta say. Oh, you mean uh, David Hasselhoff? (laughs) (laughs) 
I got to agree. I love Sam Jackson, though. But yeah, it, but that movie, because I brought my kid, he's four, and he mm-hmm. likes superhero stuff. And, you know, I brought him to see Bumblebee, which I liked a lot. I thought John Cena did really well in that. Uh, in uh, Bumblebee? Bumblebee. Dude, I just loved that it was not Michael Bay. Oh, it was. It took you. place in the eighties. Every it looked like Transformers instead of just CGI nonsense. Yeah. I joke with these guys. I feel like the only thing that Michael Bay does well is explosions and the th- one eighty like camera turns yep. with the and like the on a roller. Have to be really sweaty too. Yes. Oh, the every one of them. Every one of them walks away just from sweat. the explosion, not looking at it. Well, yeah, but when you watch like those, I mean, I know John Woo and other directors did them, but he produced them. Like when you're talking about like Bad Boys, The Rock. Uh, on air yeah, like face thing. off they're all like they're all not good but they're all really entertaining yep so when but as he went on to do transformers and you realize that oh he takes himself seriously yeah. I mean, heat was phenomenal yeah with, you know back in the day with de niro and those well that was michael back. um that was michael uh no that was michael um god i'm trying, michael mann oh oh you're right yeah god, yeah darn it who I did it. uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> who did yeah, miami vice yeah, yeah. yeah his name was michael close enough yeah <laughs> no but i mean it's yeah. uh but then he did the remake of miami vice which might be the worst movie i've ever yeah. seen <laughs> that poor poor colin farrell's career i don't think's recovered from what it. just those two showering for <laughs> half the movie this is great <laughs> and i like colin farrell have you ever seen in bruges I have no. not. Oh, dude, watch that. It's... I did watch him in Dumbo. How was it? <laughs> did Tim Burton disappoint us again? You're an adult. <laughs> I, I want to take my kid to see Dumbo. Is it worth it? it yeah, it's Tim Is Burton. it kid-friendly? Yeah, it, it's very kid-friendly. Really? It's kind of dark in the beginning because it's Tim Burton, but um, it's not bad. I'm not trying to bury it. Well, Bill but... Burr was just on Conan and said he left after eight minutes because of, with his kid. Well, Burr, that's where I got it. it Burr is kind of right where he said it is a little dark because they're, you know, they're not friendly to the elephants. Yeah, they're beating the shit out of it. And they're kind of showing it. I'm like, God, this, is this Disney? Why are they showing that? <laughs> Why do you have to be anti-circus in it? Uh, <laughs> and that's what they did. him get rid of the elephants at uh, Barnum and they, Bailey? Yeah. They, they gave in, got rid of the elephants. Hey, guys, you, are, you I, all know that that elephant was CGI, so uh, they weren't really yeah, but it's like, just make it, like, your kid doesn't need to know that, you know, they, yeah. Yeah. they okay. beat the elephant. Granted, though, it was just one little, maybe that two. That elephant knew what it had coming to him. Yeah, I'd asked for it. You see what it was wearing? It was you riding the, a bike. You see the look it gave me? We always got to hit the one on the bike. Yeah, come on. It's just like a clown. Um, yeah, I know we're going to be wrapping up here soon, but you did say you are a fan of wrestling, and you did mention RVD. Yeah, yes. Can you kind of give us a little uh, tidbit of what got you into uh, watching it was it like Hogan you know stuff like that uh, well yeah when I was young it was uh, my uncle was really into it so I remember watching a lot of the Wrestlemanias and then like he had tapes of the Wrestlemania at the Pontiac Silverdome nice which was, was like a big one I think yeah. it was the best one ever I mean you're talking about like Andre the Giant and like mm-hmm. everybody was in it um, and then later I got into backyard wrestling, watching it, not doing it, but ECW was huge for me and my friends. Huge. Like, you know, Cactus Jack and obviously Rob Van Dam and, uh, you know, so uh, Sabu and all that. So um, we just loved the, like, bloodbath of it, you know, the barbed wire. I think ECW brought a lot of 
kids who were into it back in the day who kind of back got away from it. it. I think it brought a lot of them back because I was real similar too. you know. It yeah. Similar it, story. It was so fun to watch. It yeah. became brutal. And I love Rob Van Dam because he was from Michigan and I was, yeah. and he was always great on that. And I saw him at the state fairgrounds wrestle once. And I always wanted to interview him. And uh, I, I knew his manager and I didn't even know he managed him. And I was like, are you serious? I, I, and he's like, yeah, we have a movie. Could we do your show? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you can do our show. So I ended up getting to interview Rob Van Dam, who was really cool, very honest, totally an open book, um, really nice guy. And it was in the same episode of Lenny Dykstra, who was uh, you know a famous baseball player. So it was just fun to look at Rob Van Dam, who's in like peak physical condition after 300 concussions, and then Lenny, who uh, has co- Lenny was Lenny was just coked himself. <laughs> He's like, you do an eight ball all night, then you cut it with some Zanny, and that way you can get some sleep. <laughs> get helicopters of pussy brought in, and you're like, well, the, dude, I, I couldn't even say anything, and I just was, uh, he's great. I, 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 would, I wish he has a show on our network. He was so much fun. But uh, even Rob Van Dam the whole time is looking at him like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this guy like, hung out with Sabu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This dude was the original Sheik, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, it was cool because I all the questions I ever wanted to ask him, I kind of got to ask him. The only one I didn't get to ask that I... Uh, I've been kicking myself. I wanted to know if the cops were real that would walk them out of the ring sometimes, you oh, know, because yeah. I think they were. And I think that ECW may have played it off like it was like set up for the gimmick. But I think those fans were so nuts that they were actually getting protected <laughs> by police. Well, when you have Bubba Ray Dudley telling uh, an audience member that her mom's taught her to suck dick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe you yeah. might need real cops. Right, exactly. Know. Yeah, She taught him how to suck dick. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's cool to interview a guy who, you know, has taken that many concussions and, you know, been through all that. Yeah. And it's not... You know, it's not uh it had to be kindergarten it's, questions, well, it's right? Not Chris Benoit either. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, are you saying <laughs> it's just like breaks his own neck with a weight bench after killing his family. He oh. didn't do that. That was uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan. That was Kevin Sullivan that did that. Oh, Everybody was that Kevin Sullivan? That. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's a conspiracy. <laughs> I was just going to say, you, should probably, you probably should say that just in case this does get filtered out. To oh, the yeah. Is that well, true? The, the conspiracy is that Kevin Sullivan was always mad because he wanted woman or whatever it yeah. yeah. was. And so he perpetrated the whole thing where he killed all of them because again folks we have no evidence well because no Total Chavo said that, like, i have heard he this, called him I, and like yeah, it's 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 not like we're talking about some obscure yeah. thing that people don't yeah, know well, no, you're saying you're not saying yeah. it's who's gonna sue you rob well, yeah, van damme yeah. <laughs> hey man i did not like this at all yeah. no because i did uh, not kill my kid with the crippler cross <laughs> <laughs> well because because like chavo guerrero has said like he called and he was like benoit was like not himself and didn't really want to open the door all the way so like that was part of it too well when you have the brain of an 88 year old alzheimer's patient yeah because you've taken so many hits and then you're so yeah. pumped up on testosterone or you could be like eddie guerrera and just be brushing your teeth and have your heart explode oh. that was it oh. that was too many Sorry. pumps too many but it's pumps. like i love those guys but I yeah, yeah i mean, I know, I mean look sucks. you're gonna sometimes have to pay for your choices yeah that's yeah. the sad part know, and it's thing. like and i'm genuinely a fan of these guys i wish they didn't have to but it's cool to see rob like come around and just be like, he was having a beer casually. It was interesting to see, you know, just <laughs> hanging out and being a normal human being where you look at somebody like Hulk Hogan, who is just, he was like every kid's hero and has just proven himself to be the biggest piece of shit imaginable, <laughs> you know? So. Settle down, Joey. Don't be hey, hey, easy, <laughs> easy. 
Hey, you, you tell you, Terry we're just joking. You, right? did, you, you did hear that cell phone call in, 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 by jail cell, I mean, with his son. Where he's like, he's like, like, look, man, you can't do anything about the fact that you crippled your friend after I bought him beer. Brother. You had to throw the brother in yeah. there. Yeah. And then the fucking sex tape, which is, I'm just so full, dude. Oh, I can't God. fuck, brother. <laughs> My daughter's friends were looking at me, brother, and I was yeah. like, I couldn't believe it. A 19-year-old one, he's like praying to a girl who just got done plowing. <laughs> oh, can you believe it? Yeah. Yes, Hulk, I can believe it. With his skullet and just fucking, <laughs> he can't get hard. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like that meme, you know, where you see the stick pushing the other stick. Do something. Come yeah. on, <laughs> come on, little brother. Do something. Uh, I brother. got to meet um Jake the Snake, and he was another one that was just hilarious, man. The stuff that he would. No, talk did you about. meet him after he kind of cleaned up with DDP? After he and cleaned everything? up with Diamond Dallas Page. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, but yeah, he was another guy who would talk. I loved uh, Beyond the Mat. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Cr- I saw he, that in the theater. I'm did you really? Say. Oh God, yeah. I love that. When it's just like, yeah, you're having. We're having three ways, hookers and strippers. It's nonstop. You go home, your wife wants to have sex. Well, that just ain't going to happen. Yeah, no. They got some new specials coming out on A&E now, like five specials with uh, Jake and some other wrestlers, too. That look pretty nice. Rob's doing it, too. Yeah, Viceland, too, is like doing like a total like behind the scenes type stuff on some of these old school wrestlers. How many of them can DDP save? That's what it's going to be called. (laughs) Dude, he has done a great job with a lot of these people. And I felt bad for uh, Jake the Snake because, dude, he can't take painkillers and stuff. Yeah. He's got to just live with that. tough it out. And when I was, when I met him, I mean, dude, he he can barely move, man. I mean, he is, and he he tells a great story about Andre the Giant crushing his, uh, chest and his ribs because yep. Andre was ju- drunk off of like three fifths obviously <laughs> and he's like Gallon. he was supposed he didn't to do a bong like yeah. you Come and he, on. No, no but he's no legend well he's also he's also <laughs> ten foot eight and, uh, <laughs> the hand the size of a Buick yeah and that's what he said it was a Buick landing on his chest because yeah. he goes he's supposed to stop right before he hits me but he stopped right after he hit his chest. <laughs> and Andre's all drunk and doesn't realize that he's crushing him. And he said he got off of him just in time for him to get his breath back. Yikes. Okay, I like this story about uh, Randy Savage and the snake where he was he was like, is that thing devenomized? And he'd sold bef- with the cobra. So then before he had him bite, he slapped the head of the <laughs> yeah, cobra yeah. to bite Macho. So it's just as like gnawing on him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Diamond Dallas Page had a great story about him and uh, – or Jake the Snake did about him and Diamond Dallas riding to go get drugs, and the snake got out in the car. So they they had to stop in front of a diner, and they're trying to like wrestle this snake back into the car. And they look over, and it's just a diner of people. Like, is that Jake the Snake and Diamond Dallas Page wrestling a snake in the parking lot? That'd be wild. Oh, man. So do you still do you kind of watch a little bit of today's product then? Yeah, um, uh, sometimes I will. Uh, like when Raw comes to Detroit or something like that, I'll go and then I'll watch. Uh, I didn't catch WrestleMania unfortunately because I was driving. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's still on. Yeah, it's yeah. still going. Yeah, yeah, Nine ninety nine. It might be at the main have, event. If you have nine hours to spare to watch it, you can watch. It. Yeah, I did. Well, that's, yeah, I did catch the. Uh, Bret Hart, uh, oh, attacking, getting yeah, getting attacked. Yeah, that was insane, dude. It was, but I, I do like Ronda Rousey. I will watch her fight. 
She is, yeah, she's vicious. <laughs> Becky yeah. Lynch all the way. <laughs> Are you a Becky Lynch one? Oh, I just is she it. the uh, Brazilian jungle fucking animal that beat her? <laughs> Irish. <laughs> is that what she is? Okay. She's the last she's Irish. Dude, I I was in Vegas when her fight where she finally retired, and I'm like, oh, you know she's going to fight and come back hard. So I went and I bet on uh, her to win, uh, Rousey. And then 10 minutes later, I saw the other girl, and I was like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> She just gets her head caved. I knew in she from would right when I saw it, dude. Yeah, yep. that girl was a fucking animal. Mm-hmm. Good thing I'm only owed a nickel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know uh, Dan Soder? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That I did dude, uh, bonfire show. That dude. Oh yeah, that dude does a fantastic Andre impersonation and Macho Man. Yeah, he does Macho Man dead on. Yeah. I've never heard his Andre, but his Macho Man. His dead Andre on. is phenomenal. After yeah. this, we'll pull it up quick if you got time. It's <laughs> hilarious. He does a bit on Busted Open on Sirius XM with. I uh, have, maybe I have heard it. Um, yeah, I know Dan. He's a good dude, man. I, I do his uh, the bonfire show with him and Big J. I think nice. that's the last time I heard. Uh, Dan was him promoting for the bonfire. Yeah, it's a it's a great show. If anybody's even listening, it's on Sirius XM. <laughs> That's for our fourteen I listeners. Completely, I completely did not to make that sound like that, and I realized uh, it. Fucking terrible. Joey fell out of his chair again. <laughs> That's Come right. on, Dan. We'll edit that. We'll make it sound good. No, you leave that in. This is what happens when we have a. This is what happens when we have a comedian here. Yep. And you have a pro. That's okay. I'm going to talk about Formula One, and that'll that'll get interest oh from a couple. Of our European the guests, now. Uh, Dave, our come European back, come listeners, back. new Travolta movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be excellent. Or is that trading paint. Are going to come down. <laughs> or Speed Kills? Have you seen his latest movies? No. Oh, God. Are they direct to dumpster? Or? Yeah, they should be. <laughs> the fucking God, he's the worst movie oh. ever. Just the trailers are just like pass. Don't, don't yeah, worry, yeah. Scientology will save us all. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, he got lucky. And he got uh, his career was extended when it never should have been, and it's like, no, that's what you get when you got Vinnie Barbarino starring and stuff. Well, everybody you know? talks about like he had his resurgence, and it's like, no, like Patrice O'Neill said it best. He had one movie; it was yeah, Pulp, Fiction. Pulp Fiction, one movie. Yep, it wasn't anything else that he did. Broken Arrow, Face Off oh, with yeah. Nicholas. Face Cage. Off is great. I'm going to give you that. Thank um, you. Thanks. It's because face. of Nick too. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> put, put the hey, switchblade into his thigh, twist it so the wound won't close. <laughs> Oh, and you and you mentioned him before we uh, before we get off. It's just but how phenomenal is Patrice O'Neill? If anybody hasn't seen him, go back and and see his stuff because I don't. He might have been a little bit uh, before me, and I didn't catch it. And I just had heard comedians, you know, now in the last couple of years talking about him. That I went they back were and one of the started watching his seen. stuff, and oh my god, that guy could just just Elephant murder. in the Room is my favorite special. Yeah, and if anybody hasn't seen it, check it out. It's so good. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's so much stuff there to be to be found, and there's a lot of talent out there that is, you know, if you find it, it's makes for a damn good time. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So your time is precious. Is there anything Thank that you, you want to plug? <laughs> My doctor, Even he doesn't believe that. <laughs> My doctor told me that last week as well. <laughs> he didn't reference why. And you got something oh, with Jesus. my pancreas. No, I. Uh, um, well, 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 go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just seeing if there's anything that you would like to plug for anyone who's hearing this that we can see you, catch you. Where can we find you on social medias? Yes, uh, at Landau Dave on Twitter. It's L A N D A U, like Martin. Um, <laughs> like anybody knows who that is. Like, oh only, yeah, we go way back. Yeah, you mean Ed Wood in the original I Spy? Um, <laughs> DT Landau on Instagram. 
uh, Team Landau on uh, Facebook. What else do I have? DaveLandau.com for my tour dates. Just hit the where it says Dave Landau and scroll down, hit tour dates. And then also, uh, Compound Media, the Anthony Cumia Show with Dave Landau. Subscribe by downloading the Cumia Show app or uh, go to Cumia, uh, CompoundMedia.com. Use code COMPOUND20, capital C, like my wife, right? Now, um... <laughs> Capital C, Compound Media. Use, Calm down, Joey. <laughs> use code, uh, wait, what did I just say the code was? Compound 20, Compound 20. 20. Yeah. Capital C. We'll put all this in the yeah. notes. Yes. Capital C, Compound 20, 20. Compound 20 for 20% off. The reason why we uh, are behind a paywall is because we would lose sponsors very quickly for what we talk about and sometimes the people we have on. But we do have great guests all the time from Jim Norton to Rob Van Dam to, I mean, just a, a tons of people. So, yeah, please subscribe to our show. I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of Opie and Anthony and Stern. And I know this is going to be a late, you know, happy Easter, everyone. And But he was just, you know, in Appleton last weekend at Skyline, killed. I mean, I saw the Facebook post that it was just amazing. Um, the Saturday night show at 7.30 was seven. sold out. Seven. Oh, seven. Seven I keep p.m. I thinking it's a half Gosh. hour. Oh, come on. And the other well, you know what? PM. Dave doesn't go on until 7.30. You don't need to see the other guys. <laughs> That's true. Is it seven? I, well, on on the, on Skyline, it's it says seven. <laughs> on Skyline, it said the seven p.m. sold out. Yeah, and the ten p.m. is still open. Okay, I think it's seven thirty. See, you which is to, Skyline which is, is screwing up for you? Like, cause I gotta I look at that. You're gonna be more outlandish <laughs> at the ten thirty show, right? No, I just do the same thing. Do <laughs> <laughs> my song and dance. So, if you want to do it, see it twice as nice. You go to both. Yeah, you go to both shows. I will be word for word the same. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> No, I won't be. It'll be different. I switch it up each show. I do tend to tell some darker stories in the late night show, especially Saturday early date night, you know, like where everybody's a little too like tight or trying to impress people. It's you don't do too many rape jokes. (laughs) Hey, is this your first date? Bet you it's the last. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. Check your drink, honey. Yeah. Um, Give her the dice. So so I wanted to come back to like, you know, you said comedy quarter. Um, how I got to meet you was I won free tickets to Comedy Quarter, and you happened to be the headliner that night. And uh, one of my friends, Big Bear, was actually talking through the guy that was on before you. Now when uh, we got him to shut up, but when you were on, he listened to every word and was laughing right along with you. Oh, thank and you. And that's when I got to talk to you. And we ended up going down to College Ave. Yeah. And then uh, in a limo from the owner. Yeah, that and- jackass. <laughs> Not the o- No, it was, was it the owner? Yeah, the, well, someone had no a that. Uh, yeah, was that no? It was a fake mob dude who thought he was like, Don't he's like, what are you doing oh. this week? I'm gonna take you to a nice lunch at Applebee's. <laughs> and I found him a limo parked outside of Applebee's one day, and I took a photo. Oh, <laughs> nice! He's like, you guys like Applebee's? On me! And you're like, what is this? Like, you're not a gangster. Are you from New York? No, Appleton, born yeah. and raised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he had like it was like an '85 Mercedes limo. <laughs> I hated that. And then when I wanted to leave, I remember I asked one kid, "I'm like, where's our ride?" And he's like, "I think he's getting jerked off in the champagne room." <laughs> because after Abby's like, "Let's get out of this place. I got a better place for you. Let's go to the Sapphires, a strip club." And we get there, and you're like, "I don't want to be here." <laughs> 
who wants to be on a strip club on weren't PT you and night? I shooting pool yes you were like you looked at me and you're like hey do you want to just go shoot pool and me being all cool I'm like well of course I'll shoot pool with you and meanwhile I'm like fucking titties everywhere but that was inside voice and I went over and shot pool yeah I was just that. sober and didn't care <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's, so it's shooting pool, sad, and every really. time a lady would come over, hey, can I shoot pool with you? He'd be like, no. I <laughs> got money on this one. Get away. We're playing $100 per ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Which is what would... she charges. Hi, oh. Hey, I think you should use that one tonight. I, I will. That was... On all those girls. But, no, I'm know, kidding. Was... They're all. They're all dead. To be kind of serious, after that we became <laughs> Jesus. Fentanyl, that, we, fentanyl kills. We, we be, <laughs> well, after that we became, you know, Facebook friends, and every year after that you've been wishing me a happy birthday, which is great that you take time out of your busy schedule to wish me and nobody a happy. It's birthday. make a wish. That's why he does it. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I'm way happy to ruin too. it for everyone, Dave. <laughs> We got that lady from WrestleMania to, to help out. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I really appreciate this. You know, I reached out to you to be on this podcast, and you said no big no big deal, no big problem, but really it is. I mean, this is awesome. This oh, is amazing. You're going to come here to come to Bad Medicine Studios. Oh, fifth floor. Precious time. You went with six. You moved down a floor? <laughs> yeah, he got to the sixth floor. Oh, what floor are you sixth, on? Uh, sixth floor. Yeah, sixth floor. My bad. We knew you needed some exercise, so we said six. I did. I just needed five. I'm trying to get rid of the spare tire. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, uh, we got to get him out of here. He's got to show Yeah, he's, he's, he's either he's seven or seven thirty. We're not sure. <laughs> either way, yeah, we got to make sure he's there then before. Yeah, apparently I have no clue. So <laughs> just, get there early in pregame. Folks. He just wanders on stage at seven. No, we're not till seven. No, well, well sorry guys. No, I'll just start now. I got I got the material. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time, Dave. Dude, thanks uh, for having me need, on. We oh. want you back on here. Are you? How early will you find out that next time you come back to Appleton? It's usually right around now every year. Okay, yeah, perfect. it's usually right around April every year. So. Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Andrew, take us home. we can make it a year. <laughs> well, well, Bad Medicine Podcat listeners, thank you again for listening. Podcat? Podcat? Podcat. Uh, thinking about Sam Jackson and his eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, once again, for uh, Diamond Dave Damone, Mason Quinn, The Answer Andrew, and our very special guest, Mr. Dave Landau, the king of Detroit, once again, go find him on all the social media outlets, his website, He's a great guy. He's freaking hilarious. Like I said, one of the funniest people I've ever seen live. I can't put him over enough. And once again, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, thank you. And as always, you knocked it right out of the park. Well, thank so you, sir. Thank we you. We appreciate you. We appreciate all you listeners. Thanks again for listening. Bad Medicine is out. <laughs>